One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A, D, N. It's headphones, Neil! What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Headphones Neil Reviews. I'm your host, as always, Headphones Neil, bringing you my review, or my latest version of my review for The Matrix Saga of Films. So, originally, I was going to watch only the original trilogy of films, but then I got to thinking that I wanted to give Resurrections another shot, because in general, I just didn't like the film the first time I watched it. Um, it was too self-referential, there was too much, like, it felt like a lot of the film spent too much time um, tying back and connecting to the, the original trilogy of films. They kept saying, well, this is the, not the story you know, and things are going to change, and this and that. And so I was like, oh, I'll skip it. But then I got to thinking that in my watching of the original three films, especially when it relates to um, the short story um, thesis book thingy, called Simulcara and Stimulation, that I thought I'd give it another shot to see if they try to tie in the fourth film as a sequel to the original trilogy, how they tie things out and things like that, and basically just approach the film from the point of view of an open mind, see how it generally holds up, and see if I still feel the same way about the film now, um, especially in the course of the original um films and how it relates to this uh, the order of simulation and simulcara and all of that so getting right into it so when i was watching the first matrix and they zoom in on the novel that um neo pulls up when he's giving the guy the chip apparently there's three degrees of i guess simulation that was theorized where the first order is there's like it kind of indicates that distinct separation between uh reality and simulation um but if you're in a simulation kind of like that dream state you know that something's not right but you can't quite place it and then when you're in reality you can either accept or deny it kind of thing but there's an there's a clear barrier between the two you know quote realities that you're perceiving that you when you're in one, you know you're not in the other and vice versa. Um, with the second degree, that barrier starts to break down. You start to see a lot of different overlaps and uh, things start to cross over with it, over onto each other. And then the third degree or third order of it is essentially the full merging of the two 
reality. So your dream state and reality are now essentially one. You still have that duality, but there's, for all intents and purposes, there's no um, differentiating factors between the two. They're generally on par. It kind of becomes a whole thing of symbolizing like Taoism or the symbology of Tao where you have two sides to the same coin, but as far as you can tell, they're both the same side of the coin. So two halves of the coin, I guess, would be a better way of saying that. So um, when you're working for, so once you um, have that um, zoom in in the matrix, then the next scene or in the, one of the scenes right after that is when Neo is work, shows up to work, he's getting reprimanded by his boss. And he we see that he works for a company called um, Meta Cortex, which essentially is like, you know, you're, you're in your mind. Um, it's kind of that subliminal kind of representation that you're in your mind and the Matrix is telling you that you're in a dream state, but not ex um, uh, explicitly telling you you're in that dream state. So um, I guess... Thinking about it now, it makes it easier for your mind to accept that you're in the dream state and you don't want to leave because you wouldn't be telling yourself that you're in a dream if you're in a dream kind of thing. So that was a nice little touch there. Um, and then overall from there, um, they kind of build upon the whole merging of dream and reality, um, building upon computer lingo and not too much jargon, but like subliminally telling you like computer stuff without actually telling you about computer stuff. So things like the Oracle offering cookies to Neo. So one of those things where it feels like now in retrospect or well now thinking about it now, it's one of those things where that's a direct translation to the internet where your where websites want to give you cookies for a better user experience going forward but also thinking about it now a little bit it's work also works as a means to track neo through the matrix so it kind of offers that bridge that i didn't i never really thought about before that um that's how um, agent smith was able to track neo through the matrix always seems to know where he is why the matrix always seems to have a grip on him and it ties together very nicely with the matrix resurrections where once neo at the end of revolutions is i guess integrated into the back into the matrix once the machines take his body that's how they were able to keep a tra keep track of him and better analyze his mental and neurological patterns and all of that um the only weird thing about the matrix really that i could find now is that um when Smith and uh, Neo are in the inter interrogation room, Smith's deal felt a lot like a uh, scam call, kind of like, um, or even like a scam email saying, um, we can wipe your uh, slate clean if you help us out. So thinking about it now, that's actually a pretty good analogy for how the internet actually is um, when it comes to scams or someone trying to take get something out of you when you know it's wrong. Um, so I just thought that was a kind of funny, interesting take now knowing all the things we know about um, the internet. And then other things that stood out now is um, things like the red pill and blue pill where um, the red pill symbolizes the um, symbolizes kind of like a firewall. You know, red like fire is the obvious connection there, but um, also one of those things where you have a red pill to um, act as a firewall to block, you know, 
bad seeds, a bad connection, block out bad, generally bad things that are um, getting in the way of doing what you want to do. So in this case, they want to find Neo. So they're trying to block that, I guess, the carrier signal for him being tied into the matrix. Where the blue pill is, I guess it, it kind of acts like a reset or reboot and or maybe even like a keylogger, I guess, where it's like, all right, well, we're going to take over, basically reset Neo so that he forgets what happened and kind of do a restore point to before um, he met up with Morpheus and Trinity and forget about all of that stuff. Um, and then in general, one of the things that I always hear or like with, especially with friends and stuff is that the sequels to the matrix, notably revolutions or sorry, reloaded and revolutions were not as good as the first one. But one of the things that I thought about this time around was, uh, something that they brought up in the first matrix in was that it's a highly advanced artificial intelligence. So with reloaded, especially when you start off the film, talking about upgrades and stuff but even into the third film when we have neo and the architect talking about this matrix or his version of the matrix being the sixth time they've done this and they've gotten very efficient at it that the matrix is a highly in the machines are a highly evolved ai so it does it would stand to reason that with everything that neo and morpheus and everybody's doing in the matrix that the matrix would actually learn from what they're doing adapt their patterns learn analyze and generally get better to evolve into a better sort of system and machine. So why wouldn't they get better at fighting? Why wouldn't they have a stronger control system that evolves over time to kind of explain why and how Smith is getting stronger? Um, even with introducing the architect in the final film and um, talking about, and even with the Oracle talking about how Smith is the opposite of Neo, that all works regardless of the architect because the smith becomes the answer to neo that there's a rising anomaly and the system is trying to correct itself to offset him so overall that worked for me and then things like um smith copying himself endlessly in the second film while originally i thought that was kind of the weaker part of the film just because once you start having you know i'll just say for simplicity a hundred smiths fighting against neo and you start having that rubberized video game look i got to thinking now that um when the oracle offers neo that i, I want to say the candy again I was trying to come up with a good comparison like the first film with the red pill being a firewall and then the cookie being cookies but in this case I want to say it's probably another disruption or it's some way to further unlock Neo's mind but the whole thing about Smith becoming more video game or looking more like a video game of special effect was I got to thinking now that that was more of the Matrix not being able to handle uh, Smith continuing to uh, copy himself over and over and over and essentially it becomes like Xeroxing yourself too much, the quality becomes lower and lower. So I felt that was an interesting subliminal, subliminal way for the filmmakers to say, okay, when you endlessly copy yourself, your quality gets less. But it was also a way of showing that when you have something that's taking over a system that quickly that you're not going to have or basically you're going to have system degradation and things are going to start not looking and working as well as you want when you go into you know a safe mode on windows your screen resolution is um, considerably lower because you don't have the 
drivers installed and things like that. So I thought that was a slightly different way for me to think about it now too. Um... This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Kind of explain away why that this quality of that scene wasn't as good. I mean, it could have simply been that they were trying to do too much with special effects and that one kind of fell through the cracks because the technology wasn't quite there and you're kind of not supposed to notice that, but... In the scheme of the film, it kind of works for me, so I was still okay with that. Um, and then once you, we learn about the key things like the key maker telling um, Neo and the team that the door to the architects only open for 3.14 seconds, I thought that was a nice little touch for math nuts there. Um, I liked that in the Matrix Revolutions that the faces of Smith were kind of like the emotional faces in um, stage play so you know you have happiness sadness anger and all of that so i might have thought about that before but i already thought about that again this time around that you have that flip to what we saw in the room with the architect with all the emotions of neo that he's his reactions were the human side smith is more of the machine side as a rep- representation of that especially to tie into things like what um, sati's dad was saying in the train station that all words are just words until you apply some sort of meaning to it. So a machine can understand things like love and happiness and sadness and uh, things like that. Um, so with that being said, for me, the original trilogy still holds up. I still enjoy all of it. 
Um, when we get to the, the Matrix Resurrections, though, for me, um, while it doesn't necessarily hold up as well as the original three films, the whole thing about calling back to the first three films and not being the story not being what you could remember it wasn't as bad as i thought but it was still more than i wanted it to be so when you have you know a first noticeable part of the film talking about this isn't the story we remember um you're changing up morpheus you're the new morpheus is calling back to the original morpheus and saying things like um and I should have written this down, but something along the lines of, um, you know, the whole scene with the thunder and lightning, blah, 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 and all of that. I got to thinking that that whole, all of those scenes could have been left, um, like they didn't really need any of those scenes. They could have left it at the original scenes with bugs, um, saying this isn't the story we remember, um, interacting with the agents capturing Neo and Trinity, and then taking it from there because they're now interfering with the matrix and understanding the story to make it now that they have to refine neo because they found some sort of proof in the code that he's still alive along with trinity so that part was still the low the low part of the film but the rest of it actually worked out quite interestingly that um when we see the machines taking neo's body at um at the end of revolutions that They've integrated him back into the system. We learned that Sati's dad, the purpose of Sati's dad was to build these regeneration pods. So the Matrix was actually um, preparing for this eventuality that they would need to resurrect Neo. And in order for future iterations of the Matrix to continue to work, it would be better if there were no more anomalies and if they kept all the people who they get Neo and all the people who freed him in the system and compliant that they wouldn't have to keep rebooting the Matrix. So this continue this goes to continue to um, reiterate that idea that the AI of the Matrix is continuing to learn, evolve, and improve. So this was kind of their new means of controlling um, Neo. So that instead of continuing to fight the, anom the anomalies and reset itself, they're learning and they're saying okay well if we keep the brain patterns and neurological patterns of neo and the things that cause him to want to leave in check and in control and in balance then we no longer have to deal with this but it still doesn't deal with the whole fact of choice um that they're longing for something beyond what they're living and that the human mind still has trouble with that concept between reality the real world and the dream world so they know something's up if they continue to push too hard then the mind realizes that something's up that whole thing like when you're in a dream and something strange really happens and it jolts you up and awake that that's something that the matrix still can't quite can't control so um overall i thought that's what i think now that the rest of the film actually worked out very nicely i like the whole idea of neil patrick harris being the therapist for neo and trying to keep him in check with all these various things like if they keep him mentally compliant telling them he's not dreaming this is the real world that he'll stay compliant so he can do what he wants. but then you still have people on the outside who know what's going on and want to free him so all of that works um i did like the return of sati in the form of priyanka chopra so um her bit of factoring in what her dad's purpose was was a nice touch so 
Um, overall, like I said, the second, I want to say like the last two thirds of the film were actually pretty good. It was also good to see Niobe in the film um, and explaining the regeneration pause and all of that. It's just the first third of the film where once you get past the whole idea that they're retelling the story and that there's more to the story than we know and that the story now takes place like 50 or 60 years later that um in general i thought that was all a good touch they now live in a city called zion or io which i guess is a more efficient version of zion so i was trying to think of a clever thing for the z and the n in zion but um in any case that's neither here nor there it was good to see all of that that they have a new town they introduced the idea of multiple cities or multiple machine cities so i was actually thinking that if they do make another matrix film like a fifth one if they would deal more along the lines of something along the lines of like a mesh network or something like that that as the next iteration to the matrix instead of have instead of having a central core to the matrix like what they did in revolutions for where neo could go to not tie into the matrix and um do do everything that he did so instead of a machine capital or machine city capital like have a mesh network where everything is decentralized and it's more of a decentralized network so now they have to have like um five ones or something like that to um access the network so kind of tie in all the various prior iterations of the matrix and bring them all in together to fight against the matrix because now they need that combined power to take it down or something like that where they introduce newer um iterations of the matrix to show that they're how the machines are evolving and going forward along the lines of like they had a good scene in the movie to kind of mimic the um, terminator films where you have the machines fighting against themselves because they're running low on power and they're trying to they're having a bid for superiority and things like that so all in all all the film wasn't nearly as bad as i thought it was from my previous watching of it so that's kind of why i hope they do make now i kind of do want to hope that they make one more film where they can iterate to the point of having um you know across the matrix verse or something like like with spider-man where you have multiple ones coming together to fight against the matrix because it seems like as there's new iterations of the matrix there's things that are being forgotten over the course of time so you know like in the second one when they're visiting the merovingian and we learn about um like ghosts of the machines and they have uh vampires and then the twins those brothers who can become transparent and invisible or just transparent i guess and um fight and then you have certain programs that can only be killed with a silver bullet and things like that so it would be good to see something where we learn about all those prior iterations of where programs came from and have a true return to the source where we learn all about the things in the matrix all those programs what's going on and then kind of expand even on what they did in resurrections with the merovingian and various machine exiles uh, wanting their prior life sort of thing so hopefully we get one more film to tie it all together and um be done with the story of the matrix or if i have a final end to the war or something along those lines where we, everything is tied back together in one more film 
So that's all there is for this review. So overall, I do recommend giving the films a watch. Like I said, the only real downside when you're watching all four films together is in the fourth film when the, in the beginning when they're talking about this not being the story you remember. But once you get past that, then overall it becomes a pretty good film. Um, and you have Neo and Trinity back together doing what they need to do to ensure that everyone, that basically everyone's keeping their word and not trying to take advantage of anybody, whether they're humans or machines. So that's all there is for this particular review. So if you have any questions, comments, feedback, or anything like that, thoughts of your own on the films, and you can comment on this post on social media by visiting, um, all the links are on the website at headphonesneal.reviews. The, and then the website also has links to prior episodes, subscription links, supporting the show, and all of that good stuff. But thanks for tuning into this particular episode, and until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.